Welcome to Connecting to Host. Uh, today we're going to be discussing Titanfall, the online-only multiplayer first-person shooter. Uh, I'm Ben Dodson, and joining me as always is Dr. John Wordsworth. Hello. Um, hello. Uh, so we've been playing this on the Xbox One. Uh, there's no cross-platform compatibility, so uh, we pretty much had to. Uh, but the game itself is actually exclusive to Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox 360. Uh, you can currently get it for £24 on the Xbox One, uh, and that's a deluxe edition which comes with all three of the DLC packs, which we'll mention a bit later on, but are essentially three new maps apiece. Um, so that's a, a pretty good deal. They've done a number of discounts over the last year or so, because it is coming up to two years old now. Um, in fact, I think it's two years old next month. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, we've we've really enjoyed this game, so I'm looking forward to chatting about it today. Uh, so, John, why don't you give us a, a, an overview of the setting and plot? <laughs> yes, is. the setting and plot. Well, uh, it's going to be incredibly vague because that's how they present it in the game. <laughs> so there are two sides. There's the IMC and the militia, and they're fighting for some reason. And they, <laughs> one of them wears blue, and one of them wears red. And they both have massive, awesome mechs that they can call in from the sky when they need a bit more help in the fight. So I guess uh, the most you learn about the plot is through the campaign, where it presents <laughs> nine... I, I put campaign in quotes. I know you can't see it, but I wish you could because they're the biggest quotes you've ever seen. But it uh, <laughs> strings together nine different missions. And what it essentially comes down to is a short 20 or 30 second intro an outro, the outro based on the match of the result. But the missions obviously don't change. You just work through them all nine at a time. And each mission is just another multiplayer match. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's... calling it a campaign is is a bit of a stretch, especially because now, even if you wanted to play it in order, I think it would be very hard because you have to matchmake the teams and then the, the game will go, ah, oh, no one wants to play this mission, but I'll give you that mission instead. So um, it's a total pain, and there yeah. was achievements as well. So that there was an achievement for like completing all nine missions as the militia, for example, and that's incredibly difficult to <laughs> do because you can't choose whether you want to play as the IMC or the militia. You just randomly get assigned, and nowadays you randomly get assigned a mission. So it's incredibly frustrating. Because at least when you did that achievement, you could pick the mission, right? Yeah, I could pick the mission. Uh, I couldn't pick the side. Um, but at the time, it didn't tell me which mission I hadn't completed. They added that <laughs> at a later date. Um, so the, the frustration to both sides of those updates. Because mm, I got the other end of the deal where I did it a bit later than you and I, I couldn't pick the mission. So I had to play something like 30 matches just to get my last one done, which is rather frustrating. <sighs> but yeah, so I wouldn't really go. I wouldn't buy it for the campaign. <laughs> no, 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 no. And bearing in mind also that the campaign is completely online. So you, there yeah. is no way of playing Titanfall without an internet connection or essentially solo. You you have to play in these multiplayer worlds. Mm. Um, so the other game modes, um, which is really the meat of it, um, they're pretty standard. They've just got different sounding names. Uh, so attrition is sort of your general deathmatch where it's two teams against each other and team to get to the most kills first wins um there's a few niceties around that which we'll get to later such as ai grunts and things uh, but that's your basic 
shooting match. Uh, then you've got Last Titan Standing, which uses the sort of unique thing to this game, which is the Titans themselves, uh, which are giant mechs that you call in from the sky uh, and then can just stomp around in shooting missiles at people. Uh, so Last Titan Standing is only the Titans. There's no people. Uh, then you've got Hardpoint Domination, which is... Um, I forget what they call this in most other games, but it's basically when you've got three capture points and you basically have to sit in them King of the um, Hill. In them. King of the Hill, that's it. So that's King of the Hill. Uh, Capture the Flag, which is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, and then you've got a mode called Pilot Hunter, which is basically the deathmatch mode, but you only get points for killing pilots, which are the individual players. You don't get points for killing Titans or AI like you do in the attrition mode. Um, so there's a, a good variety, and they do actually have several more that they launched after the game was released. Most of the DLC tended to add new ones, um, or they added new game modes for free later on uh, we'll come to another specific one later on but the others are pretty much variations on these themes like um, what's that one called where one of you would be randomly assigned as uh, the person that everyone else had to kill and you had to sort of escape uh, yeah. for as long as possible I don't remember what it was called but that was pretty fun for a few games uh, and most of the other missions are similar to these there was like a don't touch the ground one I don't know if that was time limited, wasn't there? But the ground was deadly or something. Yeah, I don't think, uh, bizarrely, bearing in mind how many hours I've played of this game, which I, I don't think we'll mention that until the end. <laughs> but um, I don't think I ever played that mode because it got added way later on when I'd already, mm. you know, 2000 g to the game and <laughs> got everything. <laughs> so there was not much point in playing anymore. But uh, yeah, there's lots of good modes, lots of uh, different ways to play. Um, and it's still, even today, very popular. Like you can go on, and the servers are full of people, so it's easy to find a match. Yeah, I think um, there so were four and a half thousand players last time we played, which is just a random like Tuesday night or something. So, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. But I guess uh, I mean, there's a bucket load of I would go as far to say unique and core mechanics, and uh, I guess it's worth having a chat about those because I think this is what really I really like about Titanfall is how much it brings to the table. Now, obviously, the first thing, the, the the headline feature, as it were, is the Titans. And you start off with a little timer in the corner of your screen, which starts off at, is it three and a half minutes? But every time that you get a kill yeah. or a grunt or a pilot, then that timer drops down dramatically. So you can, you can get this time down quicker than it actually would tick down on its own. But when it hits zero, you get the ability to drop in your Titan. And you can either leave it on autopilot, so it goes around and does a reasonably pathetic job at shooting bad guys unless you've <laughs> upgraded it. But, I mean, better than nothing. Or you can pilot it, which is obviously really fun. <laughs> at least I found it really fun. You get to hop in the back and gun the enemy down. Yeah. When we started playing, I didn't like the Titans at all. Um, I usually just drop them in and they would do their own thing because everyone tend to focus on the Titans. Mm. So there comes like one of the really cool things about this game is that there is a real turning point in a match because for the first three and a half minutes, <laughs> it's a standard first person shooter. Everyone just shooting at each other, cover mechanics, all that kind of stuff. And then the Titans start dropping in. And depending on how good a player you are, as the more kills you get in that first part of the game uh, will lower that timer they don't all come in at once at the three and a half minute mark they start coming in in drips and drabs so you get like the best players have their titans in first and start fighting each other and then other ones come in later on um, and when your titan's destroyed that counter starts again uh, so you don't just have one titan and that's it uh, when it's destroyed you then just have to wait a bit of time and then you can call in another one uh, and the same rules 
imply that the more you kill, the quicker that timer goes down. So the first half of the game is sort of standard uh, shooting, and then the second part of it is most people tend to jump into their titans and start having titan battles. Or you can, as a pilot, try and take down other people's titans with anti-titan weapons like uh, rocket launchers and stuff like that. Um, Or you can do one of my favourite things in the game, which is rodeoing, which is basically when you do like a badass Legolas style, I'm going (laughs) to jump on top of you, rip off a little hatch, and then shoot into the innards of the like control panel. Uh, And when you do that for enough time, uh, then it destructs and that's it. Uh, But there are various ways they can stop you doing that, such as smart smoke, which is like... No, electric smoke. Electric smoke, yeah. Which, like, pushes out this cloud and then electrifies it. So if you're stuck on the top shooting it, you just die pretty much instantly. Um, Or nuclear ejects. There's all kinds of stuff. So it's it's really cool. I think it's really nice. They've got that balance just right with the Titans. I mean, they're powerful. When When you hop on the back and you jump in your Titan, you feel badass. You get to get your big gun out, shoot pilots, and the pilot medium to long distance away if you've got the right gun hasn't really got a chance but then one sneaks up behind you like you say and they jump on your back and start doing the rodeoing which is kind of oh man and you have to pick before the mission starts whether you're going to go with a loadout with electric smoke on the back which will stop the pilot from rodeoing you but Mm. that that slot could have been used for something more destructive so i tend to go for the vortex shield where you can hold it up for 10 seconds and all the enemy's bullets stick to it and when you let go of it, they bounce off again. So I, I kind of go for the anti-Titan defense, whereas you might go for the electric smoke. So people rodeoing me have an easier time of it because I either have to get out my Titan or get a friend to shoot you off. So Yeah. And it's also kind of cool, like as you just said, that you can get out of the Titan to then dispatch the person that's on the back. But you can also do things like fire a cluster missile at a wall and then just turn mm. around and back into it. And you'll take some damage, but not as much as the person clinging to the back of you. So they got the balance just right on the Titans. I think that's yeah, fun. And it goes really well with the kind of wall running mechanic. So you can, because the pilots have a lot of maneuverability in the game, I think that also helps balance you against the Titans because you can jump up the side of a, a wall run along the wall for a bit and then jump up higher so you can actually get on top of buildings very quick and easy unlike other games so when a titan is coming you can get out of the way you're not helpless you can dive inside a building you can jump up the building to get around the back and then you know when he walks past you can leap down on the guy and rodeo him from above and i think the whole wall running and the titans play off each other quite well because the pilots aren't helpless and because everyone gets a titan or multiple titans if they keep blowing them up um it's also good because it never feels like that you're just being chased by a single Titan. There's mm. always going to be another Titan that will come after them. So if you're on the back rodeoing them and they use the electric smoke, then it's quite likely an enemy Titan will come at them and start punching them or <laughs> shooting them. And they need to move to get out of the way of that so they get out of the smoke before it electrifies and you're still there rodeoing them. And they're obviously not going to get out because there's another Titan near them. So then it comes to one of those cool mechanics I like, which is the... Uh, the way that a titan blows up um, when you've done enough damage to it it basically goes into this doomed state Mm. um, where the pilot inside basically has a short amount of time to get out before it blows up now one of the things you can do with the upgrades is do what's called a nuclear ejection which (laughs) is when you're doomed you can eject like an ejector seat straight out the top Uh, but it will blow up the reactor inside the titan doing massive damage to anything next to it, pretty much. Now, most people in the game 
tend to choose that because it's such a powerful mechanic. So nearly every time you doom a Titan, it'll start glowing white and everyone runs out the way of it as it and blows up. Fortunately, the Titans have that dash ability. So you can, if you have a dash in the bank, as it were, you can get away from a nuclear eject. But if you don't, then you're in trouble. Yeah, especially if you've got one of the slow ones. I suppose we didn't even mention there are actually three different types of Titans mm. that you choose. There's, um, I can't remember the names of them. There's the, the Atlas, the Ogre and the Strider. Well done. <laughs> Which are basically fast but not very powerful, all-rounder and slow but powerful. Yeah. Are basically the different ones. So you, you've got a bit of customization there, I guess. Um, speaking of sort of like the kind of technical side of things, there's also um, these creatures called specters, which are like robots. Mm. I guess they're like robot soldiers, and they're all AI-controlled, uh, and there are AI grunts as well, which are just standard human-looking soldiers that run around. But the cool thing with the spectres is that you can hack them. You've got like a little tool, like a knife that you stick in their back, and then you can make them fight for you personally, and anyone they kill gets you points. But that's one of the cool things, is that you've got not just you, your pilot, and the um, Titan, but you've also got all of these AI stuff around as well. So there's lots to shoot at and lots to see, and it makes it feel a lot larger than it is. Because mm. I think the maximum game size must be... Is it 8v8? Is it even that? Might be like 6v6, 6v6, 6, actually. I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that many real players, certainly not when you look at things like Battlefront with like 20v20. Mm. Um but it feels a lot larger because there's a ton of AI stuff going on uh, and you can win a match by just killing AI uh, if you manage to avoid everyone else. Especially um, in attrition mode where the, the mm. point scoring is kind of, it's one for killing a grunt? Is it two for killing a spectre? No, it's still one. Still one. But they take uh, more they, Yeah, but you can hack them. And then there's four or five points for killing a pilot, right? And then... Four for killing a pilot, five for destroying a titan. But obviously, if you destroy a titan and kill the pilot, you get nine. Yes. So you can get a lot of points just by going around and murdering grunts, which is really good when you're starting out because even if the players are a massive threat, you still feel like you can contribute and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the best ways of doing that early on, uh, one of my favourite weapons in the game is the smart pistol, um, and that's a handgun but it automatically, like, the bullets can, like, home in, basically. Uh, so when you put the crosshairs over an enemy, it locks onto them, and then when you shoot, it will. the bullets will not go around walls, but they'll do pretty much... You don't have to be aiming directly at them, which is great as a starting point in a first-person shooter because, obviously, the people that have been playing for a long time are going to have a better aim than you, uh, especially with the better guns like sniper rifles and stuff. So to be able to have this entry-level pistol, which you just need to be vaguely pointing near someone and it will shoot them, works well. But they've got the balancing right because there's a certain amount of lock-on you need to get. Mm. Um, with grunts, it's very low. So it's very easy to rack up a lot of points in attrition just by running around picking off the grunts with a smart pistol. Uh, but pilots, it takes a lot longer to lock on, especially uh, if they're using cloaking, which is a way uh, one of the power-ups that you can get to basically stealth you so you look pretty much invisible and the lock-on takes a lot longer <laughs> uh i mean i pretty much used to smart pistol all the time because i, I, I love it <laughs> i like the smart pistol i think um again they got the balance right because you can use it quite effectively but if you come head to head with another pilot 
you're going to, I mean, directly head to head and you see each other at the same time, you're probably going to lose. But in a lot of situations where you can chase a pilot around a corner and get the drop on him for a second or two, maybe he turns around, but you've got your locks on by then so you can finish him off. And I think that's nice because it's kind of, mm. it's ultimately, if you had two of the very best players, the guy with the real gun would probably win, which I think is the way it should be because they have to do more work. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, if you're st- especially when you're starting out or if you're not really keen for trying to aim for headshots all the time with an Xbox controller, I think it's really nice that you can you can still do very well with a smart pistol. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a good way of getting more people interested in a genre which you might not otherwise play. Mm. And I hope it comes back in the sequel. I mean, I assume it will because it's kind of one of the core core features. Yeah. But uh, I hope it comes back in Titanfall 2. Yeah. Um, I suppose, what else should we talk about mechanics-wise? I suppose the burn cards? Yeah, the burn cards are quite interesting, aren't they? So you can have up to, after each, I'm trying to think, do you get them free? You, do, you kind of unlock them as you yeah. go, don't you? So as you achieve things in the map, which may be getting a certain number of kills with a new weapon and doing other kind of small mini achievements, you unlock packs of burn cards and you also get credits for every mission you do. And then you can go to the black market and buy packs of burn cards. And they kind of have the playing card look. And it it feels like the sort of thing you would expect to be able to pay real money for. But bless them, they didn't go down that route. And I think that's a really good decision. You know, you have to earn the credits in game. You can't buy them with real money. Uh, Thank God, because it would have been horrible if people could buy the powerful cards for more money. Because the cards range from... It's kind of three categories, right? There's the ones that give you an upgraded weapon until you die. Uh, then there are ones that kind of give you an ability upgrade. And then there are the, the Titan upgrades. Uh, so this is also the free Titan, so maybe four types of cards. Now, they're all useful in their own way, apart from one or two of the abilities, which I just chuck in, chuck in the bin. Radar Pulse. I like the Radar Pulse, but there's the... What's the one where... Spider Sense... <laughs> And it makes a blip sound if someone's walking up behind you. And, oh, and I, I, I kind of like the idea, but I've never it's heard that blip. <laughs> oh, it's called um, Spider Sense. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've never actually heard the blip before I've been shot. <laughs> so, no, it's completely, completely pointless. <laughs> but, but most of the cards are actually good. I mean, that and then there's one that gives you double XP. And obviously when you've maxed out your XP, that's kind of useless. But... The rest of them I will usually keep, unless it's a weapon that I really hate. And obviously, you're really lucky when you unlock a pack that has a free tightening, because it means you can just drop your Titan from the start of a match, which is really fun in Capture the Flag mode. Oh, yeah. You can start a match, drop in a fast Titan, run in a pair, grab the flag and come back. And there's a couple of matches where we've just stormed through uh, the is first that- three points really quick. Yeah. One of the crucial things with Capture the Flag is that the only person that can pick up a flag is a pilot and they can't get in their Titan. But you can jump on a friendly Titan's back uh, and you're protected by their shield. Um, so, like John just said, he would typically drop his Titan in. I'd get on his back, rush over, I'd jump off, pick up the flag, jump back on his back, and then we'd rush back. And there's just no way that they could take us down because... If they didn't have a Titan, they just didn't have the firepower to shoot you. And you typically always have the Strider, so you'd be running so fast. Even if they did shoot you with a Titan weapon, you'd get out of the way quicker than they'd be able to run after you. <laughs> so we we totally demolished a lot of uh, 
<laughs> a lot of characters that fly and games that way. And Which is good. Yeah. It's pretty rare that you you know you didn't get the Titans in the burn packs that frequently, but we saved them for Capture the Flag because of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So it's the final thing to mention, uh, core mechanic-wise, is the <clears throat> generations, which is there are 50 levels in the game uh, for your character. Uh, once you get to level 50 uh, and you um, get to the highest amount of XP you can... Uh, then you can uh, basically choose to reset your character, but you go up a generation. So once you get to the end of generation two, at level 50, you start at generation three, but level one again. Uh, mm. And you literally lose all your weapons, lose everything. I think you keep your burn cards, but nothing else. Um, yeah. And you can't use burn cards to you get to level five anyway, so <laughs> you don't get to use them for a little bit. Uh, but that works really nicely because it basically makes the level cap level 500. Mm. Uh, but the really interesting thing is that you couldn't skip to the next generation until you did some challenges. So it basically forced you to use different weapons in the game and play different maps and different styles. So it might be like, oh, you have to have killed 25 Titans with a Strider Titan or get 15 headshots with a particular sniper rifle Hmm. Um, and that made it a lot more enjoyable for me because it got you to play with every single weapon to quite a high level Um, you really had to use these weapons a lot to get through it especially in the later levels where it's things like oh you need to kill 50 pilots with satchel charge which is not necessarily that easy (laughs) Um, the trickiest one is definitely generation 8 generation 9 where you had to get 10 gooser kills oh yeah Um, and a gooser kill is when you shoot a pilot who is ejecting out of a Titan. So while they're in the air, having been ejected from the ejector seat, you have to shoot them out the air. Incredibly difficult to do. All uh, two, on, on the two pixels of them. <laughs> it really felt like something they'd tried on Windows and been like, yep, that's fine. Because obviously <laughs> they've got a bit more precision that way. Incredibly difficult. Um, yeah. And you had to obviously lead them as well because the bullets aren't instant, so you have to kind of aim ahead of them a little bit, don't you? And whew, that was yeah. tough. And also, most guns won't kill them in a single shot. A sniper rifle will. So you either had to get a headshot or you had to fire several rounds and have them all hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's incredibly difficult. We eventually found a good way of doing it was to be rodeoing a Titan. Um, and when they eject, you actually eject with them, like on the back of the Titan still. Mm. And then if you activate your stealth mode and you get your smart pistol out, then they generally can't see you and aren't expecting you to be up there with them. Uh, And if you look at them directly, time it right and fall correctly, you can get all the lock-ons and then shoot them. Uh, But that took us a lot of time to discover and still isn't perfect. Might get it one every five times. Yeah, It's better than trying to shoot them out of the sky with like a carbine rifle or something. Wasn't there an achievement for getting a gooser with the plasma cannon on the Titan, like the massive Titan weapon that's quite slow? Yes. And I that remember was trying that for a difficult. long time. We spent many hours trying to get that. Yeah, that, that was insanely difficult. Um, there's actually, originally, the level 8 to 9 one was to get 100 gooses, not 10. <laughs> and people complained quite vocally about it and that got changed like I think the first patch they did was to remove that but you can still get um, a patch Uh, so they have like these badges you can get for completing certain challenges and you can also buy a few um, with your in-game credits Um, and one of them is for killing a hundred so that 
people who had gone through it got something. But uh, yeah, they, those, those were different. And I thought what was quite nice is that obviously there are basically 500 levels, but once you got to the end of it, there was then the ranked play. So you still had a way of continuing your journey, as it were. And you start off on the bronze tier one and the scoring system. Maybe we'll talk about that in our in our thoughts at the end. It's a bit random or it appears a bit random as to how many pips you get after a match. But it was nice that you could play and it tried to evaluate your performance given the scenario. So it was kind of, ah, you're up against... I get the impression it's like you're up against people who are better than you. So even though you only got two kills and they killed you five times, you get a pip. Whereas if you're up against people who are a lot worse than you, you might kill 10 of them. And that might still not be enough because, hey, they're crap and you're good. Yeah. So um, that's kind of a nice end game. And I guess we didn't play huge amounts of that. We we played for a while, didn't we? And kind of got to gold. Maybe maybe you got to platinum one or two or something for a little while. But we didn't, we didn't competitively play to try and keep our rank up. We just... Oh, cool. Rank mode. Let's play it for 10 hours. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. We are currently um, Generation 10. Well, I'm Generation 10. You're Generation 9, but you're 3. You're, <laughs> to get to Generation 10, one of the challenges is you have to be MVP 50 times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. not in a row, uh, just 50 just times. Just overall, yeah. Uh, so you've got three more of those two, and then you'll be Gen 10. Um, so we, we've played it to completion, definitely. <laughs> I suppose and, we should talk about the, the co-op specifics. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean, initially, I guess, there wasn't that much that made it a co-op game beyond it being a competitive shooter you can play with your friends. Now, traditionally with competitive shooters like Counter-Strike, I found you need to have most of a team to really enjoy it. I mean, if you're in a 5v5 match, you would ideally have all five of you being friends. But this was quite fun with just two of us. You could drop into a team and still play together because the game would track your friends over your colleagues, as it were. So your the people in your party came up as green blips on the radar and other people were blue. And because it only really takes two people to have a bit of a Titan combo going on, I felt we could still enjoy it without needing a full team of kind of five or six. Uh, yeah, but- I, I would say that there were specific parts where we did play very much together, like Capture the Flag, where mm. there's a lot of teamwork involved. When we play Attrition, we don't do any kind of teamwork because you don't need to. Um, we generally just chat and run around yeah. doing our own thing and just chat about whatever. Um, and but... every now and then there's an opportunity for teamwork, but it's pretty rare, right? I mean, you might say, oh, he's in there, or yeah. hop I mean, on my it's... Titan, let's hunt down this bastard. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to put across is it's definitely not a cooperative experience well no. I mean, it's, it is what you make of it i guess if you force yourself to play cooperatively you could we just didn't um apart from the specific you know uh maybe in last titan standing we'd gang up on someone because mm. it would be better that way but typically we we didn't do much cooperatively no and i think because you move around the map so fast with the sort of double jumping and the wall running is you, you don't tend to stay together in it in a more cautious game like Counter-Strike, maybe where you want to take cover and hide behind walls and things, you're more likely to stick together. But in this, you just bolt across the map. And also with things like um, Counter-Strike, you when you die, you die. And mm. then you don't come back to the next match. Whereas this, you respawn. Uh, and when you respawn, of course, you could be the complete opposite end of the map as to yeah. where your <laughs> other party members are. So uh, it's tricky to then try and work out where you are on the map and get back to each other. But what they did add in one of the pieces of DLC later, and if you buy this now, I, I assume you'd get the deluxe edition, 
um, was the Frontier Defense mode, which is a really nice addition which came quite late in the game, which is essentially a horde mode where you had, I mean, given the full complement of, I think it was 15 or 16 maps at the end, and each one had their own set of survival waves, so you might have to survive five waves, and the first couple might just be Marines and Spectres, and then later on you start seeing like a dozen titans coming in and there's different types of titans than what you normally see in the game ones that can fire mortars from right at the back of the map and they're all trying to attack your kind of your base in the middle of the game like in middle of the map i guess so that was a really nice addition i think and it we didn't play it as much as we maybe would have done if it came sooner but i i did enjoy what i played of it it was that was you had to work together in that one that was a genuine cooperative experience because Otherwise, you get overwhelmed. And if you don't go out and hunt down certain types of Titan or kill them before they get too close to your base, kind of two ends of the scale there, then you would lose. Like, no doubt about it. You had to kill the Nuke Titans before they got too close. And you had to go out and hunt down the Mortar Titans that could shoot you from the back of the map. Otherwise, you lost. And that yeah. was kind of cool. And that was for up to four players, those ones. Um, yeah. I mean, we played it. You could play it just the two of you. Um, although it was very, very difficult. Uh, but we typically played the two of us chatting together and then there'd be two other random people from online would join us as well. Um, I'm not sure if we could toggle that on and off, actually. I don't remember. I think you could. I think you could just start when there are two of you or you could wait for the, the full team. But it didn't require so much cooperation that you couldn't play with randoms. I think it worked fine because every now and then you got a lone gun, but most people understood the rules. You had to stick yeah. together like in around your base until you had to run out and do certain tasks. And as long as you didn't all run out, it kind of worked. So we could play around them depending on what they were doing because you and I were communicating. So I think it worked fine with two of us, even in a team of four, that we didn't know two of them. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, I guess, I mean, we've spent a lot of time talking about this already, um, but we should go over a few of our things we liked, disliked, and then just other really <laughs> uh, so i'm gonna kick off the likes I, I think one of the things i really liked about this game is the amount of updating they did to it um now we've mentioned a few things as dlc and i actually think we've been wrong about a few of them uh because the dlc i believe only added maps uh, mm-hmm. so there were, there were three dlc uh, packs i don't remember the names of all of them uh, and each one added three different maps um and you could choose uh whether you played the original games maps uh, just the dlc maps or a mixture of the two so it's quite easy to find matches with different people depending on what packs they had um but they did also do a lot of free updates where they added extra mm-hmm. stuff so things like the black market uh, which was a way for you to buy burn cards that wasn't there at launch that came later on um there were extra titan voices added later which you could use from the money that you weren't playing the game um that got added later just as a free update it's just that a lot of those free updates came at the same time as dlc so i think Mm. we're remembering some of it like frontier defense i'm pretty sure if you just buy the base game you'll get frontier defense you might not get all the maps but i think you get that game Uh, Um, it just happened to come out at the same time as the second dlc did yeah uh, as an update um, so back to what I like about it is that A, the DLC maps were really good. They chose some really, really good maps to add in later on um, and they dragged it out over a few months. Um, so they sort of drip fed them in. It was really nice. Uh, but also 
the team running it's been fantastic at adding extra stuff and tweaking things that the community sent back and said we don't like this like the getting a hundred gooses to get to generation mm. nine um so i've been really impressed with how they've been handling community stuff and putting out a lot of really good free updates uh, pretty much continuously but also good dlc as well uh, and it wasn't very expensive i think we paid about six seven pounds per yeah pack for three maps um, and then you got a few extra achievements in there as well like 250 g's worth for each dlc which is totally worth it for me <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It kept us playing, didn't it? It kept us going. And uh, I guess it leads in nicely to the thing that I probably like the most, and that was just a huge amount of variety in the game. I, I tend to favour games where there's a lot of variety because I, I just like doing different things and kind of exploring all the options and playing with different things to mm. tweak them and see what you can do. So there was obviously the mechanics that we've already discussed, like the wall running and the AI grunts, which was new mechanics to this type of game. But there's also, just within the game, a whole different bunch of weapons you can get, a whole bunch of abilities you can play with on your character. You can obviously then add the burn cards to mix up each max specifically. Um, and then there were the Titan voices later on, which, okay, it only made a difference <laughs> to the, the audio, but, I mean, that's still kind of cool. So it's just, I really like the fact you could, there was so much to play with and so much to unlock and all the generations, like, challenges to do. It, for a game that at its core is a multiplayer shooter which is just another competitive shooter there was so much variety and i love that you know i love the fact you could upgrade your titan and you could put different emblem on on the front of your titan to make it look different it was just unlock something play with it see what it looks like unlock something play with it see how it shoots unlock something play mm. with it jump around it yeah so yeah i loved it <laughs> <laughs> I really liked, um, similarly, in how much different variety was, that they made you go through that variety. It wasn't mm. just there as dressing. Um, there were, in both the achievements to get, uh, of which there were on the Xbox 2,000 points in total with all the DLC, um, but also in the challenges to unlock in order to get you through the generations. You really felt like you had to play with every single weapon and do different styles of play. Uh, so I never would have thought I'd be going around with a sniper rifle and <laughs> using explosives because um, I much prefer to be using the smart pistol and stealth. Um, but you had to in order to do certain things and get achievements and it made it feel really good when you got to the end because once you're playing once you've done everything you can really choose the weapons that you liked the most based on your time spent with them um so i, I feel like it was really good at making you try different things mm. and i guess the other thing that i i really liked about it i mean there was a lot i liked about it because we obviously played it for hundreds of hours which i wouldn't i would i think the most time i've ever sunk into a shooter is crisis 2 and that was 70 hours or something in the multiplayer component and we must have sunk many more times that <laughs> uh, my xbox one which lost some of the time so this is off by about 100 hours i think uh, says that i've played this for 512 hours <laughs> so i was probably at three or four hundred hours but i think what i really liked that during nearly all of that time I felt like a badass, even when I was starting out and you're a little bit shit because you obviously are an in-new shooter. I, you had a smart pistol, you could run around and murder AI, which then unlocked your mech. And when you jump in a mech, you feel badass for a while. And sure, you know, it only lasts for 30, maybe a minute, probably 30 seconds when you're starting out because you don't keep onto your Titan that long. But for that 30 seconds, you get to get pilot kills. You get to do the real, 
the real stuff you know it's like even when you're starting out and in most games like call of duty your first five maybe ten hours even are just pain <laughs> as you mm. get your backside handed to you over and over again sure there are moments when that happens to titanfall but there's always another titan just around the corner so you can you can have your revenge even if it's going to be short-lived so i really like that i like that i felt like a badass <laughs> There's, there's a lot to like about this game. I mean, we are obviously biased because we've put in over a thousand hours together <laughs> in total, if you add them up. But um, there are still things to dislike. Uh, mm. And for me, the big dislike would have to be the single player mode um, because it was just pathetically bad. Uh, I mean, it is literally just map. Exactly the same as multiplayer, apart from it has an unskippable cutscene at the beginning and it has voiceover throughout. Um, of a pretty poor story and pretty poor voice acting. In fact, the community manager of Respawn, I believe, is one of the main voices on it. <laughs> they were just like, oh, do you want to do it? And they're like, yeah, okay. And it's not it's not the worst voice acting I've ever heard, <coughs> forced, uh, <laughs> but it is pretty bad. Uh, and it just feels unnecessary. Like if you're going to make an online multiplayer game, make an online multiplayer game. If you want to have a single player campaign, then have a single-player campaign with AI. Don't mm. try and force in this weird multiplayer thing. Um, because the real problem with it is that you have to be online to play it. Um, so you can't play... It's not a single-player mode. It's just online multiplayer with cutscenes. Yeah. So I, I really hate that. Yeah. No no way to train before you play it online. That was a shame. But I guess... Well, there, um, there, was, um, there was that little tiny training tutorial thing that was yeah all right. i wouldn't I, really I say mean. that's training that's just like you say a tutorial to teach you the controls but um you couldn't really get like five hours in before you went online so you felt competent no um, no 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 but i guess and the sort of frustration that came a bit with not having a single player mode was that when we first started playing it, we had some rough times with connections, didn't we? I mean, I guess this is kind of moot if you're buying the game now because it, it feels fine. But I remember there were a few times when we, we kind of gave up trying to play. Um, yeah. And a lot of that was probably just the Xbox One. It um, may well have been, yeah. And it may have been overloaded servers around launch. It could have been Xbox One because we had issues with party chat around the same time as well. So maybe yeah. it's unfair to blame the game, but it sticks in my head as a, a bit of a negative memory around its around its release when we started playing it, because it's, oh, I just want to play this game that we like, <laughs> and we can't. And you can't because it's online only. Yeah, so some kind of single-player mode, at least could have could have picked it up and played it and le- practiced a bit more before going online. So, Yeah. Um, I guess the final thing I want to mention is that... Uh, this is not the typical game I would buy. I don't think I'd ever bought a first-person shooter before for Xbox, at least. I had Counter-Strike on the PC, um, but they're literally the only first-person shooters I ever played. Um, and when it was first announced, and they made a big deal about it on the Xbox One because it was like, oh, this is going to be the game that makes people buy Xbox Ones. Uh, it didn't, but still. Um, I was every time I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't really care because I don't like mechs. I find mechs terribly annoying. Um, so I was like, it's certainly not a game for me. And then they did a free beta uh, for one weekend. You downloaded the game and you could get up to level 14, and there were just two maps. And so I was like, well, it's free. I'll just give it a try because it's <laughs> bored. And the Xbox One had been out for a little while and there weren't many games. So I was like, I'll try it. And I absolutely loved it, mainly because of the smart pistol. Mm. Um, 
And so that beta really hooked me in. And then I bought it and I was like, oh, I love this game. It's so great. And then I told you about it. And I was like, you've got to get this game as well. I, I think I could be remembering that incorrectly. No, that I'm was the way it sure. happened. Yeah. Yeah. I got it first and then I was like you've got to get it we could play it online <clears throat> and then you got it um, and really it was uh, we owe this game the rekindling of our friendship because we yeah. hadn't spoken to each other for years since leaving university really um, and then we started playing this game every Tuesday night Titanfall <laughs> Tuesday which soon became Titanfall Tisdag when you moved to Sweden <laughs> um, and you know we put in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours playing this game um, and I can't give it a higher praise than that uh, because it's just not a game I would ever have played. It's not the kind of game I would usually enjoy. Uh, but they got so much right with it that I'd highly recommend it to anyone. Mm. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, we always say at the end of the show, don't we, would you play it again and would you recommend it? And obviously, we're going to play it again. I mean, we've already <laughs> sunk hundreds of hours in and we're, you know, we don't play it very often now, but we're obviously going to play it again at some point. And, uh, I think I can recommend it to people who aren't necessarily like super hardcore shooters or super softcore. It's, it's, it's got a wide spectrum in the middle of the shooter mm. boundary. And it's, you know, you don't have to be a hardcore shooter player to enjoy it. Maybe you wouldn't enjoy it if you were too hardcore. But no, it's a lot of fun. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that even now, <clears throat> at Generation 10, well, you're not quite, which I like to hold over you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we do still, like, even. On my own, I'll quite often go, I really fancy a bit of Titanfall. And I'll just sit and play it for half an hour and go, God damn, I'm good at this game. And then I remember <laughs> it's because I've spent hundreds of hours playing it. Um, and I guess it's nice because nice there's still new players picking it up. Uh, recently, it came onto the EA Access scheme. Mm. So if you're paying £3, £4 a month or whatever it is, then, then it's free now for you, which I think is nice because it means there's, there's always been a steady stream of new players coming in. So it doesn't feel like... Oh, it's just the pros anymore. So, no. So, uh, yeah, Titanfall, big thumbs up from both of us. Um, you should definitely check it out if you've got Windows, Xbox One, or Xbox 360. Although I think the 360 one was done by a different company. It was like a, it was always later with <laughs> updates and stuff. So you might get, I can't attest to its quality on the Xbox 360, but you should definitely check it out especially as it's so cheap at the moment anyway thanks for listening and we'll be back next week